We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. This hour brought to you by Shaw's, the official supermarket of the Red Sox Network. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. It's Arcand and Don Darrow on W-E-E-I. Sports Radio WEEI, it's Christian Arcand, Mark Dondero here with you, taking you up until 6 o'clock, and I've got some great news. You heard our interview with Mac Jones, and if you missed it, we'll play it again for you at 5 o'clock, but we talked with Mac Jones right around 3, and uh, coming up here in just a few moments, we were just told by our friends over in uh, Foxborough, we're going to talk with Matthew Slater. Uh, terrific. I love Matthew Slater. Love I'm to hear excited. from him. Yes, and uh, hear his take on uh, on this game, on the season, on everything. Really, I mean, this is a leader on the team. Uh, we talked with Mac Jones, and uh, now we'll talk with one of the veteran leaders on the team and uh, Pro Bowl snub Matthew Slater. That's coming your way here. Just as soon as he calls in, we'll uh, we'll get right to him. Um, in the meantime, this was uh, there's a couple of. Uh, just random topics that I wanted to kind of flush out here, and uh, we can we can get to some of them. Um, you saw that Nathaniel Hackett got fired in Denver. Uh, I saw that, and uh, I watched the Jets the other day, and I watched the Denver Broncos play the Rams last night. And uh, I don't know if you know this, Dondero, but I went to school in Colorado, and I lived there for a long time. You My first it, yeah. radio jobs was out in Colorado. Um, I uh, you know I was part of that Broncos culture for for several years. And uh, it could be worse. You could be the Broncos. You could be the Denver Broncos. Think about the position that they're in right now. Yeah. Okay, they traded their future and everything for Russell Wilson, who sucks. And uh, they brought in this head coach who was supposed to be an offensive mastermind. And, you know, really him and Russ were going to turn into this team. And not only is he completely lost and doesn't know how to manage the clock, the old man who they brought in to be his clock management assistant is now the interim head coach for the last two weeks of the season, which I heard that. I just started laughing. Broncos like, country, let's rock. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Ride right off the cliff. I mean, Jesus, this, this, has been, this has been a nightmare. The Denver Broncos, I mean, it's been a frustrating season if you're the Patriots. It's got nothing on the Denver Broncos. So every once in a while, I would see a team get their ass handed to them 51-14 to by Baker Mayfield and the Rams without any of their players either. And you just sort of think, you know, it's good to just keep perspective, I guess, sometimes. See, I think, oh, that's fine. I think this is obviously a big referendum on, on, on Russell Wilson. Like, he's become such a wet blanket. I don't know when this happened. I know there was some things... That were said while he was with the Seahawks and people didn't like. Did, did I hear one time? See, this would be perfect. I'm pretty sure I heard one time his teammates. In order for his teammates to get in touch with him, they had to go through like his business manager. Yeah, right. <laughs> like if that's true, like I would have cut the guy on the spot. You can't create a culture like that. 
that's a disaster. And maybe the only reason they won um, in Seattle that one year was because of the defense and the boom and the culture they created in association with Pete Carroll. That is an that's the ultimate boob. If you do that, can I say that? I can't say that, right? No, you can say that. Yeah. Um, if that's what happened, like that's you can't do that. And I think part of that is in play, in addition to the horrible play on the field production in Denver. And how about the AFC West? I thought that was going to be can't miss TV every I know. week. I thought they what were a- all going to have like nine wins. Like oh yeah, yeah at all least. four teams would be in the playoffs. Or what? That is not. The it's case. like now just the Chiefs kicked everyone's ass again. And even the <laughs> they Chargers. Like you thought the Chargers are what? They're I picked just- the Chargers to win the Super Bowl this year. I, yeah, I think I had them in the Super Bowl. That's right. I mean, yeah, and the let's ride thing, and the and the subway commercial. Like you couldn't come up with a worse. C- uh, compilation of disastrous things that you look like a fool in. I mean, Mr. come on. Unlimited. Oh, I know. That, uh, <laughs> that I, Subway commercial. the U.S. Open with Serena Williams. You look like a nut there, too. I guarantee you, as soon as the higher-ups in Denver saw those Subway commercials, they must have thought, oh, God. <laughs> like, what have we done? It's time what for is you. wrong with this guy? <laughs> this all is good news for the Yankees. Yeah. Isn't he a property of the Yankees? I believe he is, yeah. yeah. He can get back into their system. Uh, Broncos, hugely disappointing this season. Um... It's another dis. Oh, how about Deshaun Watson's big comeback? Well, you know, he, he I understand did. he was out for a long time and everything, but he's he looks like he forgot how to play football uh, when I see him out there. Which I'm not feeling bad for him or how for the Browns or for anybody. Money did he get uh, a lot? Yeah. And that's another thing when you sort of look at these these teams and the decision they made for their quarterbacks. Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson are right for different reasons. Obviously, are right up there as two of the biggest uh, whiffs. You know, those are major major whiffs right there. They're major major whiffs, but. Those teams went for it. They they were going for it. Especially, yep. especially. look, I can't condone Cleveland, but they've had such bad quarterback play over the course of 20-plus years. Mm-hmm. They, I see why they were doing anything and everything they could to fix it. Um, I mean, literally everything. Everything. So it's just like, I mean, with the Patriots, you'd like to see them go for it. That's why. So here's something. If you were going to go for it, because there's two ways that the Patriots could make this better, in my opinion, okay? You either, A, you get Mac Jones, a new coordinator, an actual mm-hmm. coach, and a bona fide weapon. That's number one. Or who, I guess whoever the quarterback is, you want to put Zappy in there, go ahead. But Jones, No, I think you stick with Mac at this yeah, point. But, yeah, get I, Jones, you need to get Jones a real weapon and a real coach. That's number one. There's only one other way you can save face in a way if you're Bill Belichick, and that is to go out next year and you go all in for Lamar Jackson. That's the only other way. I could see that happening. Two options. I could see that happening, but not with Bill here. That's what. I'm, so you can't see that happening. I could see it happening if Bill retires, and yeah. I could see Bill retire after this season. I could see retired? Bill looking at this uh, team and being like, you know what, <laughs> I I don't know if I'm going to coach long enough to fix this, and uh, I'm only a couple years removed from my last Super Bowl, and maybe you know instead of putting five years between me and the last time we were any good. I'll call it a career right here at 70, which is what he said in the first place. He didn't want to be Marv Levy. And, uh, you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a couple years away from this getting to where I want it to be, too, in terms of, like, competing for a championship. Right now we're competing to make the playoffs. I don't know if I'm two or three years away from, getting my, from setting my legacy the way I want to. So maybe now I jump out now before it gets to five years since the last Super Bowl. Just something to think about there. Fives and tens, round numbers, you know? like Who knows? Maybe I'm I'm overthinking this, but if I'm Belichick, I'm conscious of that, and I'm also conscious and realistic about where this team is and how far away they are. Yeah, but it's not as simple. It's just so much more complicated than, I don't want to say than we want to admit, but you think about it, and it's like, all right, look at the Patriots and look at what they're dealing with and where they are, and they're almost mm-hmm. on the cusp of the playoffs, but how did they get there? Like, have they really beat any good teams? 
The quarterback has regressed. And then you look at a team like the Jaguars. Look at they same record, worst record. And it's like, well, you're so high on them because Trevor Lawrence in the last seven games has 14 touchdowns and one interception. You know, but they're basically in the same spot. Why do the Patriots feel so negative? It's an interesting dynamic and juxtaposition between some of the other teams. But the reality is, it does feel negative. Yeah. It does feel like they're f- getting further and further away from where they want to be, despite the fact they're still right there with the playoffs, a possibility. All right, uh, we're uh, waiting on Matthew Slater, so I think we're going to take an early break. Is that all right? Yeah, we'll take a quick early break here. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk with uh, team captain Matthew Slater and get his thought on the uh, game, the season, and everything else. That's coming up right after Trending here with Turpin. Your home of the Sox. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Patriots fell just short of a Christmas miracle on Saturday in their 22-18 loss to the Bengals, despite scoring 18 unanswered points in the second half. Ramondre Stevenson coughed up the ball in the final minute as the Patriots fell to 7-8 on the season. The Pats are still alive in the playoff picture. All they have to do is simply win out. The Celtics defeated the Bucks 139-118 yesterday. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown combined for 70 points. Boston totaled 29 assists and finally got the three ball to fall again as they shot 48% from deep. The Celtics will look to notch their third straight win tomorrow night as they host the Houston Rockets. And the Bruins return to action tomorrow night as they head to Ottawa to take on the centers. In NFL news, the Denver Broncos have fired head coach Nathaniel Hackett after just 15 games. I'm Justin Turpin, and that's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. And it's brought to you by Awaken 180, Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Paige and all the Awaken 180 co- coaches want to wish WEI listeners a very happy and healthy holiday season. WEEI, WEEI, New England Sports Original. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's Arcan and Don Darrow on WEEI. Radio WEEI. It's Christian Arcan. It's Mark Dondero. Remember, you can listen to WEEI in your smart speaker. Just say play 93.7 WEEI and it will. It'll do it. I don't have one of those things, but I understand that if you say that, then the speaker just starts playing it. Yeah, it's pretty good, I guess. Pretty, I, uh, pretty I'll admit, Justin, I do kind of miss the Max Kellerman raps. Oh, that, I'll have that coming okay. right up. All right. We'll do that. Uh, we'll do that next because right now we're talking on the Harbor One hotline to the one, the only Mr. Matthew Slater of the New England Patriots. Uh, Matthew, thanks for the time today. How you doing? How was your holiday? Thanks for having me, guys. My holiday was good. Hope you guys had a good one as well. 
Uh, certainly did. Uh, Matthew, we talked with Mac earlier in the day. Um, obviously, that was a tough loss, but a real uh, strong comeback in the second half. What adjustments did you guys make at the half, and uh, what were some of the things Cincinnati was doing that were so hard to overcome in that first half? Yeah, look, obviously, you know, you give a lot of credit to Cincinnati. They're a very talented football team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And I just think we weren't executing well enough in the first half. Um, You know, we had a good plan in place. It was just a matter of us as players executing better. And I think we did that and uh, certainly competed at a high level in the second half. But, you know, it's unfortunate it wasn't enough. And, you know, we're fortunate now we're in a situation where, you know, we still have a lot to play for. We control our own destiny. But what we need down the stretch is just more consistency. Matthew, it's great talking to you. Um, I just want to know, as one of the leaders on the team, and obviously you've been so for a while, is has this season been more difficult for you to lead, and have you been tested in your leadership? Has it been tested in ways that it hasn't been before? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And, you know, I, I said this a couple of years ago during COVID. Uh, it's a lot easier to lead uh, when things are going well. Um, you know, I think it's kind of in our nature uh, when things are going well, it's easier to be positive. It's easier to find uh, things to highlight and celebrate. But when there's a little bit of struggle and adversity, I think it tests your, your character. Uh, the things that you say you value, they really have to be uh, in the forefront. And if not, it, it can be challenging. So yeah, certainly a year like this, it's been challenging to lead. Uh, but I think it's made, the leaders on this team, better leaders, you know, because we've had to show some resolve, some commitment to what we're doing. Um, and, and though it's been tough, you know, we're still standing and, you know, we're still fighting a good fight. Matthew, you look at a team like the Denver Broncos and you saw a lot of infighting. They're very public about it. You know, the defense sort of lighten up the offense and the offensive line and things like that. Uh, Not a lot of that uh, with the Patriots. And there's certainly times this year where you could say one side was outperforming the other side and, you know, the the, the result doesn't end up being what you want. But you guys don't seem to have those sort of fractions. Is that that accurate? Yeah, that is accurate. You know, this is a very close-knit group. Uh, as close a group as I've been around. We genuinely enjoy being around each other. We enjoy grinding together. And I'd say we're very invested in one another in terms of our relationships. You know, our families get together, our kids. So we're close. And, um, you know, I I wouldn't see, I couldn't foresee any situation where we'd have infighting or finger pointing or things like that. Obviously, every team, every situation is different, but... You know, I really feel fortunate to be a part of such a close-knit group like this one. We're talking to Matthew Slater, Patriots special teams ace and wide receiver. Uh, Matthew, just along the lines of the uh, the question Christian just asked you, it's a little different this year because publicly a lot of your coaches, Bill Belichick included, are getting absolutely ripped uh, on the airwaves, social media, just in general. Has that narrative bled into the locker room at all, and have you had to address it? Uh, I guess in so many words, with your teammates, and have people been talking about that type of thing that's out there? No, I don't think so. Look, I, I think it's hard now within the landscape of the NFL, within the landscape of our culture, to be totally oblivious to those sorts of things. Obviously, with social media, uh, that's going to find a way to touch a lot of guys in some way, shape, or form. But I think we've done a, 
a really great job of being mature enough to keep that noise on the outside where it belongs. And, you know, we we understand there are a lot of things that happen in this game that we don't have control over as players. Our focus has been on the things that we can control. And the narratives that exist surrounding our football team are are things that are always going to be there, whether we're doing well or whether we're, you know, having some adversity. And, uh, you know, we just can't allow that to impact the way we do our day-to-day uh, in, inside the building. Matthew, what did you think of Max's play that's gotten all the scrutiny today, the uh, the low block on, on Eli Apple? You're a special teamer, obviously. You've probably seen it all. Um, what was your uh, what was your take sort of in real time when you saw it, and how do you feel about it two days later? Yeah, you know, look, I've always said this. We want to play the game uh, with integrity, doing things the right way, protecting our opponents, and we hope that they will do the same for us. Um, you know, I didn't catch the full uh, play as it played out. I was, you know, more following the ball and looking at Taekwon chasing and, and what have you. So, you know, it, it's tough to say. I, You know, I don't want to say one way or the other when I really haven't taken the time to look at the play. Uh, I'm sure it's something that we'll address in-house. And, you know, like I said, we, we want to play this game the right way. We expect that from our guys. We expect it from our opponents. And uh, if there was anything that crossed the line, I'm sure that's something that Coach will address. Do you think Max getting a reputation around the league for plays like that? Well, you know, that's not for me to say. I don't know what Max's reputation is around the league. Um, you know, I, I, I don't really have much control over that. I'm sure there are guys that have different opinions on not just Max, but all of our players. Uh, but, again, I hope that – our guys play the game the right way, represent not only themselves but this organization and the game of football in the right way. Um, speaking of representing the organization, we didn't have a chance to ask Mac this, but since we have you on the line, Matthew, I'm just wondering, did anybody, did any of you guys in the locker room catch uh, the fan out in Vegas who was getting bombarded with the, the vial from the Raiders lady and that he ended up in Foxborough with, with Mr. Kraft in the booth? Did that get into the locker room at all, and what was your thought on that, if it did? Yeah, we we heard of that, and, you know, I, I have my own opinions on that that are very strong, and, uh, you know, I, I feel like there's a reason that transpired the way that it did, and it's, it's very unfortunate. But, you know, you tip your hat to, to Mr. Kraft for stepping up and, uh, you know, having that young man out to the game yesterday. It was great for guys to be able to greet him and, and welcome him, I'm sorry, two days ago, welcome him to the game. And, you know, you really hate that incidents like that happen. Um, you know, this is an entertainment business. You hope people come to the game and can consume the product, enjoy it, be entertained, and go home. It's not life or death. It's not territorial. Now, this game is for everyone. And, you know, that fans, players, ownership, media, none of us should ever forget that. We're talking with Matthew Slater here on uh, Sports Radio WEEI. Uh, Matthew, it's been a tough couple of weeks for Ramondre Stevenson at the end of these games, certainly with the uh, lateral play and then the uh, fumble on Saturday. He's been such a big part of the offense and such a good player for you this year. As a leader on the team, how do you sort of keep him from, you know, how do you keep his head up? How do you keep his chin up? Well, yeah, look, there's no one on the football team that we trust more with the football than Ramondre. I mean, you guys have watched this play this year. He's been one of our most consistent, uh, productive football players 
Um, you know, I don't think our team's in position that it's in without him. So, you know, he has the backing of everybody in our locker room. We have a ton of confidence in him. And this is just the way the, the way football goes. You know, you, you love her, you, you treat her right, and sometimes she just doesn't do the same in return. And that's just that's just the way your relationship with the game goes. We understand that. Um, you know, we encourage Ramondre just to keep being himself because we need him. Lord knows we need him. So, you know, it's unfortunate, but we'll try to move forward. And, you know, like I said, we, we trust him uh, as much as anybody on our football team. Final question from me, Matthew. I'm just wondering, uh, I understand it was Christmas Day, a lot going on, but were you watching the Miami-Green Bay game yesterday? And did you get a sense of after the Dolphins' loss, obviously, you know, the uh, fate of the postseason for the Patriots is back in your own hands. Did people feel rejuvenated and a sense of rebirth after knowing that they had another chance to win games and get into the postseason? Yeah, you know, look, I, I watched almost every play of that game yesterday uh, right there with my kids, and it, obviously it goes without saying it, it's exciting that we have an opportunity again uh, to control our own fate, and uh, that's all you can ask for in this league. And, you know, things happen the way that they will, and especially with a 17-game season, football is a crazy thing. The NFL is a crazy thing. But, you know, we have an opportunity now, and, and it's our hope that we'll take advantage of that opportunity. And, you know, we'll see what happens. But it starts with having a good week here against Miami. Matthew, I know it's been uh, recently certainly uh, hard times with Miami, but that goes back even to when Brady was here. These late-season games in Miami, this one's not in Miami, but against them, have always seemed to give you guys some uh, level of trouble. Why has that been historically? And uh, also, with the uh, with the team that they sort of have now over the last two years, what do they do well? Why are they such a tough matchup for you guys? Hey, well, you know, it's always tough when you play an opponent within a division twice a year. Look, they don't care who we are. They never have. You know, all the, the New England Patriot mystique and whatnot, that goes out the window uh, when you're playing divisional opponents. Uh, this team has always competed. They've got players on their team that compete, regardless of the circumstances. And obviously this year, they're, they're a much improved team. They've got a lot of great players, but they still play hard and they play for one another. So, um That'll be no different this coming weekend. We know it's going to be a knockdown, drag-out situation. You know, I think Coach McDaniel has done a great job down there. Obviously, you can talk about their offense with Waddle, Hill, Tua, uh, their run game, their defense is playing well. I mean, they just pose a lot of problems. And I think what that is is a result of great coaching and, and great acquisition of talent over the years where they have such a strong roster now. So uh, we expect this is going to be a fight for our lives. They're fighting for their lives. We'll see how it plays out on Sunday. All right, Matthew Slater, uh, special teams ace for the Patriots. Thanks so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of your holidays. Happy holidays, Matthew. Thanks for having me, guys. Happy holidays. You too. All right, that's Matthew Slater joining us here on the program. Um, Interesting. Interesting what he said at the end there about the Dolphins. Yeah. Talent acquisition. You know, couldn't help but think that that's something maybe hasn't gone quite the same here in New England. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was, uh, was certainly um, – yeah, listen, Slater, he's he's buttoned up, but he'll say some things. Well, listen. Yeah. They, they've – I mean, the reality is they acquired a lot of talent. But here we are in the midst of a four-game Miami Dolphins losing streak, and yeah. the season's falling apart at the seams. So it's nice they acquired the talent. Tua is what he is. And the Patriots have a chance, despite all that talent acquisition in Miami, to kind of ruin things if they can just win one game. 
Yeah, that's all it is. I know. So, you know, we'll, I, I'm ex- I, I'm so I was the biggest Packers fan the other day, and it's so great that they are giving the Patriots this chance. But I have to see something different happen than what I saw against the Bengals when I thought it was going to be different. It wasn't. Yeah, uh, the Patriots losing. That game, they right now have a 20% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, when you just clicked on them losing that game without you know, saying what the Dolphins were going to do or anything else, uh, it went down to 8%, assuming that the Dolphins won that game. So if Miami had won, the Patriots would still be alive, but they'd have 8% uh, odds. If they beat Miami, those odds jump up to 35%, and then if they beat Buffalo, they're in. So... You know, simple, right? Just beat Miami, the best offense in the league, and then beat Buffalo, maybe the best team in the AFC. I, no problem. Easy, uh, no, easy to you. do. But you know what, though? In terms of this Miami game, there is no reason why. The spread right now, plus one and a half, there's no reason why the, you couldn't conjure up a way for the Patriots to win this game. Or maybe not a way, but look. That is an unbelievably low spread. It is? I think it is. It I is. think that's unbelievably low for the Patriots, even at home, only a point and a half. Well, I have I mean, a feeling that's going to move because so much money is going to come in on Miami, don't you think? But they're figuring the Dolphins have lost four in a row going on the road to a plan like crap or played like crap at the end of the game. Right, but they always win these late-season games against New England. But don't you feel like, though, like that's got to end at some point? Yeah, it like, does. Got, I mean, this is And ridiculous. I'll tell you what, their losing streak has to end at some point, too, because look who they're losing to. They lost to the Chargers. They lost to the Niners. They lost to Buffalo. I know the Packers they're aren't good very teams. good. Yeah, but good, good teams. teams, mostly great quarterbacks yep. there, except for San Francisco. Yeah, and uh, now you're coming up with the Patriots, who have a good defense. And I do think that if the Patriots' defense plays their best game, they can limit Miami. But you know what? The defense played Miami pretty well in week one. And the Patriots can only manage one score, and that's it. And that's sort of what I'm worried about, is that even if the defense does a pretty good job, does an okay job, you know, do you, do you count on what? Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne hooking up for 100 yards again? Like, I, I don't count on that. You know How could funny? you count on that? It'd be, no, you can't count on that. You can't count on anything. Yeah. You can't but, count on anything but, at all with this offense. You know what's interesting, though? And this is interesting, and I know we're talking about big-time hypotheticals. But if the Patriots ever found a way, imagine they found a way to play their best game in this spot against Miami. Defense looks good. Offense has its best game and you score and you win going away. Yeah. I'm just wondering and we, you know we wouldn't be on the air necessarily to talk about it, but I just would want to know where would the expectations go to? You are you know you, what have you done for me lately? If they found a way to have a great game against Miami and put up a bunch of points and Mac looks as good as he has all year, you beat a team Backs against the wall and you're in control. You just got to win one more. Yeah, I I don't know what we'd start, what the narrative would turn into. Well, all of a sudden they got this really good defense and has the offense clicked. And you know, I think that game we were talking about this with Justin before the show. That game that the Chiefs ended up winning in Houston is going to come back. I think possibly to bite the Patriots because they could have lost that game. Yeah, and if Buffalo had a two game, they're not going to lose to the Broncos. If they had a two game cushion. Maybe Josh Allen with the elbow issues this year, and he's he's throwing some picks. And yeah, maybe, maybe him and they, Diggs and everybody. You never know. You never know if takes they, a seat. Yeah, <laughs> I know they'd want to stick it to the Patriots, Buffalo, after the years of embarrassment. But you got to look at the bigger picture if you're them. I wonder if they would have sat people. Um, you can't. Think they're going to be playing now for that one seat. Yeah, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is your phone number. Let's go take a phone call here. Cody's in Providence. Go ahead, Cody. Hey, how you doing, fellas? Thanks hey, for taking off. Uh, um, so I think with you know the issue with the pass right now is they're trying to find their guy. You know, you guys had it going at the beginning of the season. 
Uh, Zappy was, you know, on fire. I believe, you know, put him back in. Give him a chance. Okay. Thanks for the call. Thanks Cody. for that call. Thanks for the call. There's um, not much there. Bailey Zappi, uh, listen, he's not the only person that was calling for Bailey Zappi. They were calling for him in the stadium. They were calling for him at halftime in the CBS broadcast. Uh, I think that Mac Jones came out in the second half and played much better than he did in the first half. That's undeniable. They had no points and no yards in the first half. It was embarrassing. It was one of the worst halves I've ever seen, to be honest with you, without any turnovers. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, so like that, that's that's clear. He he came back out in the second half and played a lot better against what I think is a tough defense there in Cincinnati. And he had some luck. I mean, listen, that touchdown was ridiculous, but it was a touchdown. So, you know, it counts. It was a ridiculous play. Uh, but he, you know, I heard a lot of people saying, well, that shouldn't even count. Like, that shouldn't count for Mac Jones. That ball hit Washington in the hands, right? Like, he came he came down with it, and then he dropped it, and Myers was there to collect it. So, uh, a Hail Mary that hits your tight end in the hands is a good play. Like, I'm sorry, that's a yeah. good play. That Tyquan Thornton bomb should have been caught. That would have been considered a great play on Mac Jones's highlight reel this year. And you sort of think about those that get taken off the board, and when you see an offense struggling like that, it really sucks. It's the same thing as with the, the Vegas on the one-yard line. You know, they get one play that finally works, but they call the timeout, and then yep. they finally get another play that works. But John Smith was offside. And it's just like everything that could possibly go wrong is going wrong. And in the first half, it was a lot of that too i mean it was just you know it was it was murphy's law basically and then it sort of switched and the bengals everything that went wrong for them went wrong and they still held on and won the game <laughs> yeah I, I just think that it's it, it, you know the thing that we're all wrestling with i don't know who has this answer maybe bill belichick does maybe dan orlovsky like, i don't know who has the answer but is is the problem this year more about mac jones or is it more about the Patriots coaching and the lack thereof mm-hmm. quality coaching? That's the question. Because if Jones isn't more of the problem and is closer to the guy we saw last year, then you got a big issue. You don't want to misjudge this. It's not right. easy to get a good quarterback. Okay, especially when you consider Bill Belichick and the Patriots are never going to be at the bottom, bottom of the league. It's hard to get a good quarterback. If you find one, you better not screw it up. And the question, based on what we saw last year, is are they screwing it up? Nobody knows for sure that answer. But until we find out, you know, we've got – I'm uncomfortable going off of Mac Jones. That's why these people yelling about Zappi, I, I just – I'm not – I'm worried it's more about Patricia than Jones. I think everybody acknowledges that on some level. I don't think there's anybody that thinks that Mac Jones – is the only reason or even the biggest reason why this season and this offense is going the way that it is. I think I myself am resigned to the idea that even if Mac's the better player and even if Mac you know, should be uh, treated differently and the offense should be running through him in a different way, that all may be true, but if it's not happening then you have to go with something out. You know, you have to try something out. You have to at least, you know, go with plan B, and plan B is Bailey Zappi. And they didn't go with that. They they didn't. They didn't uh, put him in the game. Bill Belichick, I think, in a moment of solidarity, said, no, I'm sticking with my guy. I'm sticking with my quarterback. The reason why a lot of people were expecting maybe a QB change at the half wasn't just because Mac wasn't playing well. It was because of what Belichick said in this press conference when he said, uh, we're just trying to beat Cincinnati. Yeah. He didn't say, Mac's my quarterback, Mac's my guy. How dare you ask me this, which he's done before with Brady and with Cam Newton. Didn't do it with Mac Jones at all. Said, no, we're just trying to beat Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, there was every reason in the world to think that maybe it wasn't going to be him coming out to start that second half. And Bill stuck with him. So I think that means something. 
I just I'm not sure that if Zappy went in, they would have gotten the spark that everybody thinks. I, I just don't buy it. I think you got to. And, and the other thing, we just talked to Matthew Slater. I don't know what that would do to the locker room. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, if that's your guy, that's your leader, all of a sudden, you never know, guys could start taking sides. Right. You know, Jones is obviously well-liked by Slater, by the receivers. Like, we've known that. It's just, I see what you're saying. I see what people are saying. You need the spark. It's not happening with him out there. But if it fractures the locker room or if a new dynamic, kind of like the golf swing, you change one thing to fix this, and then another thing gets messed up. Like, would that happen if you did go to Zappy in that spot? One thing maybe looks a little bit better. Your play-action game is a little more efficient or whatever, but then there's this in the locker room, or this guy feels a certain way, and there's not as much buy-in, and then you're just screwed in another direction. So yeah. it's a tough thing. That's why I want to see them change with Jones in there and maybe make some different adjustments with the play calling, with their philosophy, with what they do to start the game. they got to find a way to start faster on Sunday. Yeah, they certainly do. Uh, Pete is in Framingham. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. You got we it. kind of talk about the um, last, uh, last year we had uh, Josh McDaniels, and it was kind of just a Brady's offense rerun with Mac Jones out there. And this year they're bringing in Matt Patricia, who's kind of you know, been a defensive guy. He's not really going to plan out a whole offense, at least in my opinion, with a, a, a not a rookie QB, but a QB who's still developing. It's like, when are we going to see the Mac Jones offense? Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call, Pete. Um, that's an interesting question. Will there be a Mac Jones offense? Well, how about starting? I think as long as Patricia's here, that's kind of impossible to add. You know, you don't want you don't want to stamp your name on this offense. Like, I wouldn't. If I was Mac Jones, I wouldn't want to be, like, associated with this offense well, this well, year. Like, this could be this can be Matty P's offense. I'll, my offense will be next season. What I would say to that is, if you're going to try to do that, which you think they're trying to do, put their quarterback in the best position to have right. success, why wouldn't you play the guys he likes? Like, you know he has an affinity and a connection with with Kendrick Bourne. Like it, it was proven last year. Play him. Play, you have a connection with the quarterback. He's a young quarterback. You know, those things are tough to develop, especially as you try to find your way into the NFL. It's clear they had one. Play the guy. Play him. Prioritize him. That's that's the first thing I would say. I'd be happy if they did that, but I also look at someone like Hunter Henry, who was a big contributor last year and who's played just about the same amount this year and has been invisible. I don't know that Kendrick Bourne, if he played 60% of the snaps instead of 40%, would be changing the fortunes of anything, this offense, the team, anything. I don't know I don't know how big a difference that would have made, but I will say this. You're right about the connection with Mac Jones. You're right about his development because, at the very least, you know it's someone that Mac trusts and that's someone that Mac looks for. And so why not for the sake of your quarterback, if nothing else, for the sake of your quarterback, tell Matt Patricia, listen, Matt, we know you don't like the guy. We know there's a beef or whatever between you two. But for the sake of the future of this organization, an organization that I'm sure you still want to be a part of, even if we fire you from doing the play calls because you suck at it, then could you just could you just maybe work him into the offense a little bit more than this? And I think that would have made a difference. Maybe not directly on the field and in you know the record of the team this year, but who knows? Maybe it would have. Maybe they'd have won one more game. And one more game this year could be the difference between the playoffs and not making the playoffs. And that's I mean that that's huge. And that was an unforced error. You know, there was no reason for this. Oh, man, if that's ever the case, if that is why Kendrick Bourne has it, because of some incident on August 12th, mm. that's why he's still holding a grudge against the I mean, that would be beyond comprehension. Bill Belichick better not approach him like that. He better approach him with, he better start swearing and yelling and get in my office and sit down and you shut up. Because that would be, based on how this season has gone, a disaster. Beyond a disaster. So... 
you know, we asked Mac about it. I, I don't know why that's the case. It's just at this point, and I know you don't want to get too – I know you don't want to make too much of it because what's one guy going to really do? But you just never know. Like, you get a guy in there that has a connection with the quarterback, all of a sudden maybe you find a little rhythm earlier in the game. And maybe, the you know, the 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 confidence early in the game – is is a lot higher because you found some success early on and you've hit some plays and you know I just you don't know and when you're when you don't have that many weapons to choose from I mean those guys everybody was crushing Smith and Aguilar after year one mm. and both of them have a higher percentage of plays now yeah that this just doesn't make any sense um yeah you're right about that I just saw a stat posted by uh, Chris Mason over at Mass Live yeah since Tom Brady's departure. The Patriots are four and twenty-four when the defense allows more than seventeen points. <laughs> that, Say that, that like, again. They're what in twenty-four since Brady Brady's departure. The Patriots have a record of four wins and twenty-four losses when the defense allows more than seventeen points. Seven. It's not even twenty points. Seventeen they, points. They, that's, that's the magic number to beat this team. This is what I'm saying. You can't win if the other quarterback plays well. Although that wasn't enough to beat them on Saturday. They would have won 18-17. Oh, also, did you know that no team in the history of the NFL, no two teams had ever finished with the score 22-18 before? Oh, a scoreigami. That was a scoreigami. It was a unique NFL score, which I heard that and I said, no way. No way. 18-22, to 22, those are both like three scores. How could that have never happened? Never happened before. There has never been a game until Saturday that ended 22-18 to 18 before. It was a scoreigami. How about that? Nah. I was I was astonished nah, to hear that. I don't give a crap. That's crazy. Well, good for you. I do. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. Listen, anyway. Uh, it, it, it's, it's just, I just don't understand what they're going to change for Sunday. That's what I want to see. Mm. Something has to change, and I don't know what it'll be. 617-779-7937. That's the phone number. Quick break. We're right back. W-E-E-I. I love E-I-M-A. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England Sports Original. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. It's Arcand and Don Darrow on W-E-E-I. Tatum. Good ball fake. One more. Tatum. Oh, he caught one. Punched it on Giannis. Sports Radio WEEI taking a very, very quick Patriots break. And we'll get right back to them at the top of next hour. But uh, the Celtics played on Christmas Day. And they smoked Milwaukee. Smoked them. Um, it was uh, close in the first half, sure. In the uh, third quarter, Jason Tatum made the game his own. Uh, 20 points, I think, in the quarter. 41 on the game. And uh, the Celtics just too much for Giannis and the Bucks. Uh, how much of the game did you even catch uh, down there? I was I was trying to watch it, but it was tough yesterday. No, no, no. I, was, I watched most of it. Yeah. Um, you know, I had kids jumping on me at one point. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to, you know. But it, it was a huge game for them. A huge win. Now, let me remind everybody. I wasn't worried. Even though they were struggling, I wasn't nervous. I didn't think there was it was a premonition of prognostication of doom or whatever. I, I just thought they needed that performance. And I'm going to just say this. You just mentioned the Jason Tatum stretch. What was that, the third quarter? Like That's the guy that I need to see at times down the stretch of games. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy was so locked in. You knew when he was fading away, when he was – I mean, he there was at one point – he stared down Giannis and then just shot in his eye. Three yeah. point. Like, why don't I see that with Jimmy Butler in the Heat? Why don't I see that with Steph Curry? That's something about the good news for the Celtics is their biggest obstacle, most people would, would say, is the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks aren't in the Celtics' head. 
Some of the other teams might be, not the Milwaukee Bucks. No, uh, they certainly aren't. Did you see that play at the end, Giannis and, and Jalen Brown, where they, like, beefed a little bit? Yeah, uh, yeah, kind of. I, I didn't really... So they took a stop. They made a stoppage right there. Yeah, it's uh, Holiday has the ball at the top of the three. Brown's guarding him, and here comes Giannis to set a pick. And Brown's fighting through the pick, and I don't know exactly where he hits him. It looked like he hit him somewhere sensitive because Giannis sort of like jumped up and uh, like left his feet, like ah, you know, like uh, it didn't look like he got him in the junk, but maybe he did. I don't know. And uh, then Giannis like shoved him in the back, and they had a little they're drawn back and forth a little bit there. And uh, afterwards, Jalen was like, "Yeah, it's just a physical play. I didn't think it was anything wrong with it. I thought it was a clean play." And I don't know. I was just I was sort of thinking like, you know, the Bucks are down. You're you're antagonizing a little bit, but I watched the play a few times, and I didn't really see Jalen do anything that was, you know, it wasn't like he dove into his knees on a play that got whistled dead or anything. I, I don't <laughs> see anything other than his his forearm sort of went into his side. His yeah, hip. but I don't know what he was. I mean, it looked like Giannis, Giannis got all bent out of shape about yeah, it. Yeah, he, I don't no, know why. he was just pissed, and we know. We know that Giannis has a little temper. Remember the ladder thing in Philadelphia? Yes, sure. Like, so he has a little bit of a temper, and he's down, and that was at the end. You know, they, I forget exactly what. They, the Celtics had that game in hand at that point, right? Um, yeah, they were that up by like 20 at that point. Into- so it was just like, I, yeah, it probably just was one of those things like he might have got him in a sensitive spot. It hurt for a second. You're down. You're pissed, and you got into his face. Yeah. Um, I don't see anything wrong with what Brown did, dirty or anything. Jason Tatum was fantastic in the third. Brown was really good in the fourth. He made a bunch of big shots in the fourth. After when, having gone cold. He yeah, he cold was cold earlier, and uh, there was a couple of times where the Bucks were, like, just about within nine, you know, they had it to 12, yeah. and they yeah. and then here comes Jalen on the other side answering back, and uh, he was so consistent, and that was just a nice team win, and I think a necessary team win. It's not like, it's not like I think the Celtics were about to fall off the face of the earth or anything like that, but that was a comfortable win over Minnesota, which I was uh, happy to see, especially with all the injuries they had. You got a Bucks team that's mostly full strength. Uh, even Joe Ingles was playing, and you beat them the way you've been beating teams earlier in the year. I think that was a get-right game, and I was really happy to see it go that way. So apparently there was a, uh, a little dust-up between Jalen Brown and Thonis Antetokounmpo, the brother oh, of Oh, Thonis, the bodyguard so came it over? Happened, it happened at the World Cup <laughs> Kevin in Costner. China in 2019. Oh. And then and then Giannis came over to defend the brother and they were so I don't know if there's like a little bit of a history there with Jalen Brown. They don't like each other, so they're whatever. Like the but Hatfields yeah. and the McCoys. <laughs> okay. Browns and the Anto the Kumpos. Uh, uh, yeah. Something you think like I that. Got that reference? I'm sure you didn't actually. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I forgot who Listen, I was doing the show okay, with. Right. I forgot it was the first reference I've had all so day. I actually was inquiring. My brother-in-law <laughs> was the first the one. That's all right. My brother-in-law. This is my fault. My Those are old Western. About, uh, he's a big Seinfeld and Office guy. So I'm like, where can I watch The Office? Is it on Netflix? He was like, it used to be on Netflix. No, it's on Peacock. It's on Peacock. So yeah. now I'm gonna have to find Peacock because I need some. I'm gonna watch you, it. For you can just turn on uh, Comedy Central, Central any time of day. That's all they do. All right, I'm gonna have to every. I watch it from the beginning. It's like MTV now is only that show. With um uh with the skateboarder, what's that show called? Tony Hawk. No, no, no. Uh, the the DC guy. You know what I'm talking about, Turpin? Uh, where he just plays like funny videos and that girl laughs at him. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Oh, what the hell is it? TRL. I forget the guy's name and I forget what the uh, Rob Dyrdek and the show is called Ridiculousness. Oh, ridiculousness. ridiculousness. I don't yes. watch much MTV recently. That's all MTV is. What you happened to music videos? Flip it on. They're long gone. Okay. There's no such thing anymore. And the occasional catfish episode. But it's all just ridiculousness all day. Same thing, Comedy Central, Office, all office. day long. And watch. then like a couple Seinfeld sprinkled in. I got you. Which is why um, I watch it so much. Listen, I, I was just going to say about this. I, when I think about it more, this malaise or whatever you want to call it, this this slump they were in, 
it was bound to happen, especially when you factor in they have a difficult West Coast trip, which, by the way, they still went right 4-2 and two on. I know they weren't all on the West Coast, but that road trip, I think they were uh, Yeah. They lost, to, they lost to the Clippers and the Warriors, and I think that was it. Yeah, they lost to the Clippers and Warriors out West. They beat the Lakers and the Suns, so they were 2-2. Two two, what yeah. was more jarring... Yeah, and they and they beat the Raptors and, and Brooklyn. Team before the but Brooklyn. that was not on the West Coast. But yeah, yeah they're okay. still part of. But the what was more jarring was how they played when they get back home and they lost two to the Magic and they lost to the who was it, the Hornets or whoever mm-hmm. it was. So the only thing is Rob Williams, him coming back, that was going to be an adjustment. I mean, you had this way you were playing, you were making all the three pointers. He comes back into the lineup, you're already kind of struggling. That adjustment was going to be there, so I'm not going to crush them for for trying to kind of feel out this Rob Williams reassertion into the lineup. I think that was okay, and then when you back it up with a big win, you know, big win air quotes over the Timberwolves is a good win because that was back and forth for a while, and then Christmas Day a signature game against the Bucks and Giannis. I know Middleton wasn't playing, but now I'm starting to think is Middleton ever going to be playing consistently again? That was a good win and a big win for them. Yeah, it certainly was. Only thing that bothered me a little bit. You won this game by about 30 points, or maybe not 30, but, you know, 21 points. Yeah. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, 37 and 36 minutes again. Yeah. That's I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's not going to bother me. But I see It's not going to bother me, bother me, but I also feel like you've got to stagger these guys a little bit more, especially when you go up 13 in the third. You know, like, you don't have to bench them. You don't have to sit anybody. But 37 minutes in this game, you killed them. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like this game was uh, – it was within reach, and it was an opportunity for Missoula maybe to, you know, do what we're all hoping he does and, and manage these guys' minutes a little bit better. But, but he has you know. time to do that. There's time for him to still do that and put there that is. in play. Uh, and hopefully he does. 617-779-7937. That's the phone number. Quick break. When we come back, we're going to re-rack uh, the Mac Jones interview. In case you missed it at 3 o'clock, we usually talk to him in the 4 o'clock hour. Instead, it was earlier on in the show. So if you missed any part of it, uh, stay tuned. We'll have the uh, Mac Jones interview for you next. Coming Monday, January 2nd to Fenway, it's hockey on the league's biggest stage with Boston versus Pittsburgh. We'll get you ready from 10 a.m. until face-off at 2 p.m. with the WEEI Classic Broadcast at Timeout Market. Stop by Timeout Market and join host Andy Gresh, along with Andrew Razor Raycroft and Mike Milbury, bringing the heat. And, of course, the best collection of food and drink under one roof in Boston with Timeout Market's 12 restaurants and two bars. The WEEI Classic Broadcast at Timeout market it's going to be classic on boston sports original weei we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 